Accepting absolute reality means accepting there are all types of people in this world. So there are people in this world that have a dark tetrad or dark triad of personality. These individuals thrive off of chaos, creating chaos for other people oftentimes. The opposition is important to understand so you're able to identify and defend yourself appropriately. People who lie, manipulate, dominate others, and do these types of practices are not mentally calm in their own being. If they were, they wouldn't do these things outwardly to others. They do it to find balance. So it might be hard for someone listening to this to understand that there are people who feel so out of balance that they only feel in balance if they're controlling and dominating someone else. That helps them have a false sense of security, which allows for them to continue on in life feeling like they're balanced, when in actuality, they're so imbalanced that it takes outward things to create the illusion of balance within. That's their illusion. So if you see these types of people, it's best practice if you want to be a mental ninja to keep them out of your circle of influence, right? We, we don't need people in our circle of influence that are mentally or emotionally or any type of imbalance that could alter our own state of balance during the training period. When we're done mentally training, we can be around these people, observe and go unaffected. Until we get to that point, it's important to be able to recognize them and keep them outside of your circle of influence. So the circle of influence is really important um, because our vibrations harmonize with each other. So if you're spending a lot of time with people who lie, cheat, and steal, that type of behavior might start to seem okay after a while, right? Um, the vibrations of ourselves and others harmonize. So making the conscious choice to be around people who are elevated helps you remain elevated. Um, so locus of control is important here. We have our own locus of control, the things that we can control, which is our thought, word, and action. That's really all that each individual is capable of controlling. Outside of that is things we can influence. We can influence other people. And we see this a lot, people influencing others. Um, when it comes to our own choice of influencing others, we need to remember to stay detached so we don't attach ourselves to the karma of other people. When we're giving people advice or guiding people or just communicating with other people, remaining detached, understanding, well, this is my conscious advice or um, words of wisdom that I can offer this person, that's what I can do, my own locus of control, thought, word, and action. I'll put it out there. 
to the second layer where I could potentially influence others. It's up to each individual person that you're potentially influencing to go back to their own locus of control of thought, word, and action and make a choice for themselves. If you attach yourself to the outcome of their choice, you're also attaching yourself to that karmic situation, which can create a karmic mess. Beyond that locus of control layer is what is beyond your control. Often people are so stressed about things that are in that layer of locus of control, things that are completely out of their personal control things that are beyond their capability of influencing. If there is something in the world that keeps coming back, a thought that keeps coming back or a feeling that keeps coming back, perhaps reanalyze the situation and see, is there something that I can do to help influence others in relation to this topic? Going through life, with stress, worry, <clears throat> worry, anxiety, or negativity surrounding a certain topic that's out of your control is literally just a wasted expenditure of energy. If it is reoccurring, reconsider your options. Is there something you can do? Can you create a nonprofit? Can you create a group? Can you do a campaign of some kind? Can you offer education, right? That way, you're taking it from out of your control to what you can influence. Oh, I can influence other people if I speak about certain things or whatever. See what I'm saying? The locus of control and the layers, understanding the difference, and that you are not disempowered by having things out of your control. If they are reoccurring and important to your being, pull them into your locus of control where you can take thought, word, and action personally towards influencing others. So that way it is not out of your control anymore. Okay, another idea to think about when it comes to locus of control and circle of influence is friend or foe, right? We have lots of people in our life and sometimes a friend is a foe and a foe is a friend. So attaching yourself to this idea that people are always going to be the same and they're always going to play the same role in your life needs to be more fluid. If a person is in your life and they're enabling you to think negatively or have a defeatist attitude or to sit in misery, are they really a friend or are they a foe? Would a friend say, you know, you've been in this place for a really long time. Perhaps I will give you some space to figure it out and stop enabling you to continue down this path of destruction. Or would a friend say, it's okay. Keep making poor choices and ending up in painful misery. You know, it's fine you're doing you, right? So you have to ask yourself, is the person who speaks the truth to me really a foe or do they truly care to see me get out of my misery? Friend, foe, keep it fluid. Um, another 
thing to think about is if you're enabling other people, right? Like how many people in your life are you enabling to continue on a cycle of destruction? So tactics of opposition also involve analyzing our own personal behavior and our interactions with others. Am I being the opposition for someone else? Am I holding someone else back by enabling? Am I holding someone else back with my own negative thinking and thoughts? So always when we mentally train, we're looking on the outside and also turning inward. It's observation of self and one's own mind, but also observation of the world. What can I learn about myself from what I'm seeing in the mirror of the outside world? If I'm noticing and I'm triggered by someone being manipulative, this, that, and the other, why am I feeling this way? Where is it coming from? If it's something that's immoral, unethical, and unjust, I talk about that in spiritual healing. There is a time and a place to face this. But in this conversation, when we're talking about tactics of opposition, we're trying to understand that no matter what waves are being created around us, Whatever opposition is splashing in the water trying to create waves does not matter because the waves within our own mind are up to us. There could be a group of people splashing around trying to create waves, trying to throw you off, trying to rock your boat. As long as you stay mentally calm and clear and identify exactly what they're doing, oh, I see what they're doing. Oh, I see they're testing my boundaries. I see they're doing whatever to try to throw off the mental waves and get them all rippling in my own head. But I'm not going to allow it because that is within my control. Empowering ourselves by realizing the tactics of the opposition are on them. What is up to us is to clear our own mind, purify our own mind, make sure that our behavior is not manipulative, underhanded, dominating, or any of those things. This is inward focus. So yes, understanding dark psychology, understanding the dark tetrad of personality to know and accept that this is the reality of the world that we live in is important. While also recognizing that no matter what is going on, I'm capable of maintaining my own mental clarity, mental peace and high vibration. So that way I can continue to see through the tactics and choose consciously how to respond. That's where your power is, your ability to create the space to be able to respond instead of react. So what you're trying to do is align your thought, word, and action, and to maintain your mental stillness, 
no matter what's going on around you. That's the point of mental training. So one exercise that you can do to practice, so to speak, would be to watch TV and movies that could be potentially triggering to practice creating the space. People often get so hooked, involved, like they are part of whatever group of people they're observing on the screen, whether it be a TV show or a movie, we get personally attached. We can see ourselves in the main character or other characters. We feel how they're feeling. We feel mad at the villain in the movie and TV shows. So one way to practice, it sounds silly, but it's actually, it's useful. Sit and watch something that would normally be triggering to you and don't allow yourself to be triggered by it. The trigger is an indication for something that needs to be healed. So there might be something deeper there. And if you have trauma or anything like that, I'm not suggesting to intentionally trigger yourself. This is for people who are beyond the trauma healing stage that are actually just mental training. Um, I want to make sure that disclaimer is out there because if you are currently suffering from PTSD, anxiety, or anything that is considered a mental illness, that has to be addressed before you deep dive into training yourself mentally. So like addiction issues, all of these issues need to be handled first um, before you start doing these types of practices, right? These are a little bit higher level practice that take already some basis of mental stability and strength. So when you're watching TV shows and you're feeling whatever, recognize that that feeling came from a thought. So you're observing the TV and your brain, your intellect is analyzing, interpreting, and then you have thoughts and then your ego grabs on. And it's like, I, I feel something about this. And you being conscious are like, okay, ego, calm down, calm down. I understand that you just caught wind of me observing something and it's creating all of this stuff. And now I'm feeling this backpedal, be the observer and practice. It's just a TV show. It's just a movie. It's literally a fictional or, you know, a recreation of something real, but it's a fictional thing that I'm watching on the TV screen. Let me backpedal mentally and pick it apart a little bit to be able to see the difference between the different aspects of mind, different aspects of self, how it all works together, how instantaneous it is, how quickly we become attached to certain characters, how we play the role, well, now I'm going to be the protector because I see somebody on this TV show who's being abused. 
and that protector comes up within us. All of these things can be used as tools to help us self-reflect and understand ourselves at a deeper level. Why do I feel this way? Where did it come from? We can even take that further into our meditative practice and meditate on it for a while and perhaps remember where it came from initially. Why do I feel the sense, this need to protect other people? Why do I feel a need to go head to head with people who are abusive to others? Is it related to previous abuse? Is it personal for me? Is it something that I need to heal, right? So yes, we're talking about tactics of the opposition, but when we're on a journey of healing and strength for ourselves, we always turn it inward because all of that knowledge becomes power for ourselves. So other than doing that exercise, I mean, we can do it in real life, right? Um, however, I feel like taking time away from real relationships and practicing ourselves in some sort of way where it's not affecting others is important for us to practice. So doing these practices with TV, movies, self-reflection, it's just, it's good to build um, your own self-knowledge and some strength before putting it into practice in real life. One good question to ask yourself is, if I'm at the top of my game, are these things bothering me? Are these things bothering me because of my current situation and where my mental state of being is? Or is this actually something that needs to be addressed? So someone could potentially be angry at pretty much everybody that has money, like wealth, if they're in a situation of poverty themselves, right? If that person was not in poverty, if that person was in a different circumstance, would they still feel angry toward the people with money. One thing to always ask yourself is, would my highest state of myself react this way? That will tell you if you still have limiting beliefs, if you still are holding yourself back, if you're not mentally there. If you're mentally and emotionally happy genuinely when you see other people succeeding and doing well monetarily that that means you're then that means you're in a place where you're no longer holding yourself back from having abundance financially if you're feeling negativity about the joneses over there just getting a new car you're not in a vibration where you're going to be bringing that stuff into yourself because you're still so focused on what other people are doing, what other people have, that you're losing energy by focusing it outward. Once you learn to turn it inward and be like, oh, the Joneses just got a new car. I'm so happy for them. They have like six kids now that they'll, they'll have more space, whatever. I'm happy for them 
because the work that they did paid off for them and now they've gotten it returned into their life? How can I focus on my own life to be able to put my energy and efforts into my own life to create something like that to bring into my life, right? Refocus. If we're focusing and we're having negative feelings, we're losing energy. Bring it back in. Find that heart space and remember what you're doing here. The opposition is taunting intentionally sometimes to test. Okay, how focused are you? How committed are you in your efforts? Are you ready to put on your blinders, focus your energy, clean up your insides, feel joyful within, and bring that joy into your creation of life? When it comes to opposition, they're only opposition if you allow yourself to think of them that way. If people are trying to create resistance for you, you can look at them as an enemy or look at them as a friend that's helping strengthen you. A person who's been given a life of hurdles learns to jump higher. If you are one of those people, congratulations, you're a high jumper.